Welcome to Motherhood in Hollywood, episode 179. I have two very special guests on the show today, and we are going to be talking about the game plan game. What is that, you ask? Well, we're about to find out. (laughs) Here we go. Come on, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hi, friends. I hope your summer is going great so far. If you are following along, you may or may not have noticed I took a few weeks off to um, relax and focus on some travel and vacationing and a special event that I hosted and I just really take a much needed break. How many of you guys know that it is important to take a break now and then? I don't mean just like, you know, fly to the Riviera and put your feet up, um, but maybe take something off your plate uh, for a while that can wait. Um, for me, it was the podcast. So I needed to put the podcast on hold for just a little bit. But now we're back. Um, we have some wonderful guests today. I cannot wait to share their story with you. And um, yeah, but first I want to talk a little bit about myself. <laughs> Like I do. Um, I miss you guys. I hope you're doing well. I have been um, planning back to school. This is the week Channing goes uh, to first grade. You guys, I have a first grader, which is still blowing my mind a little bit. But she's ready. I'm ready for her to go back to school, I think. Um, I don't know. We've we've been going to a pretty great summer camp, so I've been kind of spoiled with her summer camp. It's, it's very flexible schedule. Um, so... I don't know. We'll see. Getting up early now, getting, you know, getting earlier, getting up earlier, I should say, and getting back into that routine is going to be hard for me as well, I think, as her. So, but we do it. We got to do it. Um, Let's talk a little bit about my back to school party. If you guys are following me on Instagram and Facebook, you know, I hosted a big back to school event last week and I invited um, a few of my mom friends in the motherhood in Hollywood community to come and just check out some cool new stuff for back to school. And one of the things I was so happy to feature was Mabel's labels. If you haven't heard about Mabel's labels, they are just the most handy and helpful thing when it comes to labeling all of your kids stuff. So whatever you send them off to school with, you can make sure it comes back to you. Um, I have lost jackets, um, water bottles. We have lost all kinds of, you know, toys, you know, special pencils, like all kinds of things like that, that, um, that got left to the school. But because we didn't have a name on it or her name on it, you know, somebody just came and got it and took it or, you know, it just got lost into the ether. Well, Mabel's Labels has washable, personalized labels that come in dozens and dozens of cute designs that your kids can pick out for back to school. So if you guys want to check out Mabel's Labels, do it. Um, And I also have a discount code for you. If you want to get 10% off, just type in um, Hollywood. 10 and that will get you 10% off of your order of Mabel's labels and you guys can get your back to school started off um, in an organizational way which I love to be organized so check that out Hollywood 10 I'm going to put more information up on motherhood in Hollywood as well about Mabel's labels and the back to school party also want to share with you guys about Cliff Bar have you guys had um, Cliff Bar or more specifically Cliff Kids 
um, Cliff Kid, when I brought these out at the party and was um, passing them out to everybody, literally all of the moms were like, yes, this is my child's favorite, you know, go-to snack. And um, the kids love it. So we got uh, Z-Bars to give to everybody for um, from Cliff Kid. Now, if you don't know what these are, these are organic, whole grain, non-GMO. There's no artificial flavors and no high fructose corn syrup. So these are um, wholesome organic ingredients in, in bar form in like, you know, little snack bars. Channing has been loving the one that she calls like chocolate brownie. She thinks it tastes like a brownie. I like the iced oatmeal one. Um, it has a bunch of different flavors. So if you guys want to check out Cliff Kid, do it. If you can follow them um, on Instagram, on Facebook, and also go to cliffkid.com to see um, how you can get some for yourself. But also I'm doing a little giveaway today. If you listen to this show and you go and you comment on my Instagram post today, you'll make it just in time um, to be entered for the uh, Cliff Kid giveaway. I'm giving you a little prize pack from Cliff Kid. So check that out. What's next? What's happening? Oh, yes. I'm going to put up a bunch of more information on motherhoodandhollywood.com about the party. We had um, Planet Box donated a bunch of their Rover trays. We also had this Buddha Bowl popcorn. It's this Himalayan sea salt popcorn that was to die for. And I want to give a huge shout out to La Pen Quotidienne. I hope I said that right. Uh, La Pen Quotidienne. They catered our event with their plant love menu. And we had um, uh, good karma watermelon salad, which is as dreamy as it sounds. We had hibiscus croissants. Um, we had a uh, strawberry toast. Like it was just the most wonderful and beautiful menu, um, I've ever seen at a party and I've gone to a lot of parties. So I'm so grateful to La Pan for, um, bringing and sharing their plant love menu. Of course, it's all natural, all organic products that are healthy and good for you. So yay, we love that. We love getting our kids started back to school on a very healthy note, right? Can I get an amen? Um, <laughs> I miss, can you tell I've missed talking to you guys? I've literally like, I don't even think I've taken a breath uh, during this mommy monologue, but I want to wrap it up because one, I've got to go to Orange Theory. You guys have started doing Orange Theory classes. I am working out or at least trying to and really focusing on getting healthy and getting back in shape because um, I can't I can't be this unhealthy anymore, guys. Gotta get, gotta, if I'm telling my daughter to be healthy and eat healthy, I have to do the same thing myself, right? Walk the walk, talk the talk, that, all that good stuff. So stay tuned for updates on my new workout plan with Orange Theory. All right, you guys, let's get to my interview now with Ellie Canner and Lisa Solomon. They are the co-founders of the new Game Plan Game, the Game Plan Game. You guys are going to want to hear about this game and how it can be a huge help for you in your life. Here we go. I'm joined now by Ellie Kanner and Lisa Solomon, who have created the Game Plan Game. It is a board game designed to empower kids and parents to be safe and have safety rules and uh, practices in place. So everybody is on the same page. Um, I know you guys are friends. You have known each other for a very long time and um, started developing this game. And um, what was sort of the impetus for that? There's just way too much news about kids and taken and safety issues. And 
we wanted to not produce something or create something that was scare-based and fear-based because there's so much fear in the world, but we wanted something that would be fun for the kids to play and, and get parents co-engaged with their kids talking about these really powerful safety and health issues, but in a non-threatening way. So that was really one of our primary goals for this game. And sadly, even today, you're, you're always reading crazy stories in the news, and we just want to see less of that. And also social skills, you know, the bullying and and kids just not knowing what to do in situations. And we felt like, you know, people, children, parents, caregivers need to have a game plan. They need to know what to do in different situations. So we just want to share this information. And we, as Ellie mentioned, we were really inspired by Patty Fitzgerald, who has a great site called Safely Ever After, because she really sort of did an aha moment for me when she said, kids don't always have to be nice. You know, we always teach our kids to be polite and kind and all these things. But if there's someone that gives them what she calls an, a yucky feeling or an uh-oh feeling in their gut, you can you can walk away. You can not be nice and engaged. So it's also teaching kids just to practice those interactions and not make them petrified, but just have a bigger understanding. Um, I remember when I was growing up, it was really big for my grandma for me to know her phone number. So every day she would ask me, I remember I was little, little, like my daughter's age, maybe like six, five or six. And she would quiz me on her phone number. So that if I ever got lost or anything like that ever happened and her address too. So I knew my grandma's phone number and address before I even knew my own. (laughs) That is amazing. And your grandmother is so smart and so wonderful for that. And I'll tell you, you know, when we first put, when we first got the game, we shared it with a lot of our friends and they were surprised the information that their kids didn't know. Their kids didn't know their home address. They didn't know their phone numbers. And, you know, and even now today, I often ask people, I ask adults also, like I ask the kids, but I ask the adults. So does your child know your phone number? And also, do you know your child's cell phone number? And a lot of Parents look at me with a blank expression and it's like, what happens if you lose your phone and you can't contact? Like we, we need to share this information. We all need to be prepared. And, and we just, the game really, just to be clear, it's for four plus. So Mm -hmm. four old plus. And we, we really teach about several, there's several categories, but it's teaching about hygiene, safety, kindness, and then um, sort of saying and spelling items. But it's it's trying to really teach our younger set. And we also really believe it needs to be curated or run by a parent or a caregiver or a teacher, because we don't want to just have kids with this information that can be pretty intense. We, we want to have someone running the game. Sure. Could even be older brother or sister. Well, conversations like your grandmother had with you, that what that's what we're looking for. That's what needs to take place. Just start the conversations. 
Yeah, my I because my grandmother did that with me. It's always been a uh, something that's a priority for me with my own daughter. Um, so she knows my phone number and she knows our address too. But it's so funny because she just gives it to random people, and I'm like, you can't do that. So we have conversations about like she'll walk up to you know, uh, kid, but it's usually kids. She'll get, usually just give it to kids. Okay, you have to call my mommy for a play date. Her number is, and then she'll just start to give it to them. Um, and like it, ha- something kind of unusual happened this summer at um, one of the summer camps we were at. Uh, I, I guess another mom at the camp wanted to reach out, but we weren't dropping off and picking up at the same time. So she had asked the camp counselor um, if she could have my phone number. <clears throat> and the camp counselor said, no, I can't give you her phone number directly, but you're welcome to leave a note or whatever. Well, my daughter gave her my, uh, my phone number. Mm-hmm. Now this lady is is perfectly fine, you know. She's a um, another mom, and she just wanted to set up a play date or whatever. But we had to have some serious talks about like you cannot, you can't <clears throat> do that because I didn't know this lady. I've never met her before. I don't know what her, you know. You it, it it's it's hard because you want to trust people. You want to trust that the majority of the world is still mostly good and decent, but yeah. you also have to teach them to be smart about like the information they're giving. And, and, and so that's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fine line for parents to walk. So this is really great that you guys have developed something like this to give people the tools to prepare. Well, Heather, this is Lisa. One thing that's really important and something you're clearly doing, which is wonderful. And what we're hoping to do with the game is it's really conversation starters. And when they're six, your conversations are going to be very different than when they're 16 and at common sense media, which you mentioned our nonprofit. We're just all about getting parents to parent and have agency around these, these issues. And trust me, you will have that conversation probably with your girl many more times. And in 10 years, it'll be about cell phone use and why not send certain pictures, but good for you for having those conversations because that's really how we teach our kids. I mean, that's the basis for developing them to have awareness about what's happening in the world. And I also think, I think some people, you know, whether it's um, a time commitment or, or a little bit of fear of having those conversations, like maybe they don't feel like they're, you know, they'll have all the answers. And of course, in our game, we have suggested answers, but it might be different for different families. So, you know, we also encourage families who get the game to go through the questions and, you know, figure out what they want to teach their children, what's appropriate. You know, again, like Lisa said, you know, there are four-year-olds and there are 10-year-olds that could play this game. So anywhere in between, you know, all kids are different. Figure out what works for your family and your children and have those conversations. Um, I'm wondering... How would this um, be of interest to, or how would you pitch this to the parent who is very anti um, helicopter parent who is very again, like very much wants their seven year old to be able to go to the grocery store by themselves. Like I have friends who are like, you know, this is why our kids can't wipe their own butts today. And they are so entitled and the needy is because we coddle them and we make, you know, we make them feel like the world is a dangerous place instead of pushing them out there. Now she and I disagree on this. Like she lets her seven year old go up the street to seven. Okay. <laughs> We disagree a little bit on some of those those boundaries, but she's very much like a, you know, we need to stop living in, in a fear-based world and just push our kids out of the nest. 
Right. Well, I totally agree and understand that perspective. Um, our game is not about fear and our game is about empowerment. And the reason you play it, that would almost be better for this mom, because what you're doing is empowering your kids with knowledge and information so that when they are out in the world, they are more safe and they're able to take care of themselves and they know where they're going home to. And I would feel much more confident sending my kid out alone. And one of my kids was just gone in Europe all summer at 16, I want to send them out into the world and have them fly and be self-sufficient, but I want them to have the knowledge and understanding of how to get home and what's important and how to be safe and what potentially to watch out for. So this game is perfect. And I would also say that we are, we've been so pleased, you know, it's a very reasonable price point and it's now on Amazon for sale and we're getting interest from all over the world, it's, which is fascinating. We've sold to London, yep. we've sold to Australia, we've yep. gotten requests from Hong Kong. So it's it's just been a really fun process for us. And we also are trying to reach underserved communities. So we also welcome interest if people wanna talk about some games for underserved communities. And we also like to explain to school counselors that it's also great for kids that might have um, special needs, special needs, because they can be much more vulnerable out in the world and they can learn some of these issues and have discussions around them. So that's really important to us. And you talked about, um, do you mentioned bullying is one of the topics that you cover? Tell me a little bit about the bullying aspect of the game. Well, we just, we, we ask the, in the, within the questions, we ask, what would you do in a certain, in a certain situation? Okay. So it's always, again, to have a game plan. So if you see a friend being bullied, or if your friend is bullying, you know, what do you do? What's your plan? And again, you start the conversation and we have suggested answers and, you know, the, the guardian, the parent, the grandparent can have these conversations and really find out, like, tell the truth. What would you do? Would you walk away? Would you tell a teacher? Would you confront your friend? Like, what are your options? And this helps, again, start the conversation. So, so they do feel empowered. Okay, wait a second. I think that's bullying. I recognize that. Let me do something about it. Let me step up because I feel like I can, it's appropriate, and it's the right thing to do. But we will say this game, because it's this is skewed for the younger set, um, there, it's not so explicit. Our goal is as it continues to grow, because Ellie's still working and I'm still working, and this has been our passion project, so I must say we kind of do it in our spare time. But as we get more growth and we're selling more games, our goal is to then create cards for middle schoolers. We can do a whole card set just around technology and media. We have a lot of goals, but um, that's sort of in the future. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. game is really more also teaching kids about understanding emotion. So if you see your friend crying, what are some things you can do? You know, if you are you supposed to take the last cookie or ask your friends? I mean, it's that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that. Well, there's it's there's a lot of a lot of life lessons like that that I it's so hard because they may not learn until they're older but I feel like you can always start laying the foundation for those types of behaviors um, and reactions to other people's behaviors see that's what 
that's where I want to empower my daughter is she knows not to be mean to people and, and bully. She knows that herself, but I want her to be prepared if she sees like her best friend doing it or like one of the cute boys in school or whatever. I want her to have the confidence to say this isn't right. And, um, she, she, I think she struggles with that because she doesn't know. I mean, she's only six, but she, but she's learning to say, Hey, that's not okay. What you're doing or what, you know, what you just did. Um, it's and that's the start of it. That's yeah. the beginning being aware upstanders. upstanders. That's the beginning. That's, that's what we want to empower children to do and to be and how to behave because if they won't speak up, maybe no one will. Right. Have you guys experienced anything like this in your life? There was no impetus for you um, personally that launched this game. Like, was there any safety concerns or bullying issues? I mean, not me as a child, but for my, um, at one point when I had a two-year-old and a four-year-old and I was at um, SeaWorld with my husband at the time, we, um, I, I had to, uh, change my uh, baby's diaper. So I went into the bathroom and when I came out, um, my husband was talking to someone, a friend, and my, uh, four-year-old was nowhere in sight. And of course that moment of panic, you're in SeaWorld, what do you know, mm-hmm. what do you do? And I was like, where's Zach? And he said, I don't know. He was right here. And and, and the, you know, immense, oh my God, fear that goes through your body. Mm-hmm. I feel even now that I'm telling the story and, you know, walking around and starting to yell his name. And, and then we see him about 20 feet behind us. He's following a guy in a costume, you know, a person um. and he's just following him like behind a tent. And we're like, Hey, 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 what, you know, and I went and grabbed him and, 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 you know, of course that was the beginning of a conversation you know, you don't walk away, you don't follow strangers, you know, even if they're in a costume, you know, and that was just, that stayed with me um, for a long time. And the and then with my younger son, we were on a Cub Scout um, trip and there was a, it was Halloween time and there was a maze and we trusted our uh, older kids uh, to take the younger kids through this maze because we saw the beginning, we saw you know where they came out, uh-huh. and we see where they came out. And my younger son got lost in the maze, mm. and he was petrified. He didn't know what to do. He didn't, you know. And and again, finally, of course, we went in and we went out and we found him. And everyone did a lot of drama. But then we had the conversation. What do you do? You stay where you are. You find, you know, a mom with kids to and say you just need to get help coming out of the maze. You know, there are choices you can make. But of course, he was kept moving around and started crying and didn't know where he was and panicked. And if he had some of this information, I think it would have helped him. And yeah. to this day. It's a little bit of fear around, you know, getting lost. Around mazes. <laughs> around mazes. He hates is... Halloween. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the natural fear of mazes. Listen, we have been to um, that place outside of L.A., the farms. Oh, I can't think of the name of it. Um, oh, what is that farm place? Not not spare time. No. Oh, the one with all uh, yes. With That's the, where we were. We've taken school trips or something. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I can't. The name is escaping me right now. But we went when Channing was about like maybe three. 
uh, two yeah. and a half, three, and we got lost in the maze. And we were like, oh God, we're never getting out. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a little, we have a little maze PTSD for sure. Um, so I totally understand that. Well, I want to talk about you guys as well as, um, uh, in addition to your game, you're also both career women here in Los Angeles. You're both like working in the entertainment industry. And I know Lisa says you're, I know you say you're not in the entertainment industry, but you are like you are, you are. So I would love to talk a little bit about what you're doing. Ellie, you, um, have been a casting director, a director, uh, for film and television, um, tell me how, tell me about your passion for that. And are you still doing that? Or are you focused just on the game or? Um, no, I am, I'm doing that as well. I am, uh, directing, uh, movies and some TV and I just did a couple of Hallmark movies, Yay. which are wonderful experiences. Um, one just aired a few weeks ago called Love and Sunshine. Um, and it's just feel good entertainment, um, that I love, that I love with a passion. And I'm also um, talking to people and developing some projects that are inspirational. Um, I'm focusing on, um, honestly, on, on uh, female empowerment and mm -hmm. showing, telling stories about women in the past who have really helped pave the way for women today. So, but I have to say, when I moved back from Asia, I didn't really know what was going on here. And I met Ellie and we started talking. And our joke in our house is that Ellie actually invented plastic because the more you start to talk to her, she's like, Oh, yeah, I cast friends. And I wrote a book about casting. And I, and it, she never, ever, ever will that that's sort of her. I always say you bury the lead, you downplay it a little bit, huh? She's amazing. And she did the love of money and she did crazy love and she did a film authors anonymous and she's just always looking for the next cool project. I think well, this is PR person. No, I'm not. <laughs> but that's what the, that's what best friends do. They lift each other up and build each other up. So that is wonderful. Um, and I, you know what, I was looking at that and I was saw that you, um, it was the pilot of friends, right? Yes. The pilot in the first season. Yeah. So you, um, did you feel like casting was sort of like, um, an entryway into the business or were you really looking to direct ultimately? Or were you like, I'm already directing these actors in the room. I might as well just direct them on a set. Well, a little of, of all of that, but, um, originally I was an agent, uh, for a minute oh. before I got into casting mm -hmm. and it was sort of a process of elimination. Like I knew I wanted to be in the entertainment business. I wasn't sure, you know, what skills I had. And, um, I knew I didn't want to be an agent. Casting was a wonderful experience. My favorite parts of casting were working with the actor mm -hmm. and then visiting them on set. I never wanted to leave. Um, and sitting in audition after audition for over 10 years, watching some amazing directors give one word to an actor that would completely change their performance. I was in awe of that. And I thought, that's what I want to do. So I studied while I was casting for years. And finally, I said, I, I need to figure out if this is something I really can do. And so I started you know, just telling people I wanted to direct. I started directing theater and sketch comedy shows and, and a movie and then TV. And then it just sort of uh, evolved from there. But it's, it's really um, 
my passion besides the game. It's, 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 uh, and my children and my family and friends. <laughs> yeah. I, Isn't that I, funny? We have to like go, Oh yeah, yeah. And family and I, friends, but also this, <laughs> right, right, all of that. But I do, um, uh, my happy place is definitely on a set directing. See, my happy place is on a set acting. So I'm going to send you my headshot and resume. Oh, my God. That's great. Absolutely. I always, I always say that same thing to people. I say, you know, my passion is acting. Like, I want to be um, on a series, on a TV show. Um, and then I'm like, oh, no, I mean my kids, my, my family, <laughs> and my friends. Here's the thing, Heather. As we all know, uh, you know, there's a balance there. Mm-hmm. And you can do it. Look what you're doing on doing this podcast. I mean, and, and put it out there like that's what you do you say this is what I want to do you visualize it you tell people you work hard you make it happen that's how it works that's true I totally agree with that like I you just like you had mentioned you said you just started telling people I want to direct I want to direct and you're really putting it out there into the world this is what I want to do and then I think that people hear that and they start picking up on it and going oh well I remember my friend Ellie wanted to do this and Lisa wanted to do this and you just people start sending good things your way and things start happening so I I love that you did that um I'm manifesting a series regular role for myself right now I'm gonna do that good a female empowerment (laughs) yes yeah writer we need a producer we need a network and studio okay I'm I'm secreting it I'm secreting it (laughs) You, well, my husband is a uh, part-time thespian. Yes, he in is. community theater, and he does. Needed, he have an uh, acting habit like I do. <laughs> uh, not, not, not as explicit, um, but he needed help channeling his character, and Ellie was awesome. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Well, Lisa, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the work you do for Common Sense Media, and also, you have a background in news at CNN, and I, I, um, in my other my other lifetime, I guess. Um, I was a news reporter and I also was an international correspondent. So I've been all over the world telling stories and only recently have started reporting again um, for NBC here in Los Angeles. So news is definitely in my blood as well. Um, So I would love to talk about how you sort of married that with the work you do at Common Sense Media. Okay, thanks. Yeah, well, I I worked for CNBC first in in Asia, and then transferred to CNN, and then moved back to the States after 20 years, and spent quite a while trying to be American again. And I was really, (laughs) really realizing it was going to be very hard for me to have, I, I did a series on international business people and entrepreneurs, and it was my own show, and I loved it. And I didn't think I'd find the same thing here in LA. And I also had a three-year-old and a five-year-old who were now 14 and 16. And as we just discussed about balance, I wanted to find something where I wasn't working 24 mm-hmm. seven. And um, I actually took a few years off when we moved back to try to you know, get us settled back into the States. And then I thought, what can I do that does, as you mentioned, married my love of media and news? Because I'm a complete news junkie. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm addicted. I mean, it's what I just love. And and um, really, it was luck. It was luck. As my dad always used to say, your career is never a straight line. It kind of goes up and down and in circles. And when I met Ellie and we started working on the game, I realized how much fun that was. And then. It was complete serendipity how I fell in with Common Sense Media, which is actually based in San Francisco. We have 130 people there. It's a national nonprofit. But I was hired in the L.A. office, and 
you know, common sense was started before the iPhone was on the scene, which is quite extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 15 years ago. And now with the proliferation of media and technology and it's seeping into every part of our world and it's scaling younger and younger, you know, you go to restaurants and see little two-year-olds swiping on iPads. Yeah. Um, I felt that this is such an important issue and there's so much that common sense does around not just rating and reviews for parents, because that's mostly what parents, they look on our site to see what's appropriate for their kids. And again, it's like the game we do. It's not judgy. Every family's different and every family needs to make their own choices. But we're also doing advocacy on trying to protect kids' rights. And we also have a whole education platform that was actually updated for K to 12 that's free. Everything is free to everyone all the time. So teachers can download lesson plans, um, which is actually something we've also developed for our game. We have lesson plans that they can use in schools too around what we're doing. Um, and then we're just doing a, t I do a ton of outreach and I get to work in some schools and help to families and educators and kids use media and technology in a more responsible and thoughtful way. And that's really been a great marriage for me of staying a bit in the media but also working with families and kids. I know. So, I, I'm so, oh, sorry, Ellie, go ahead. Oh, Lisa, Lisa, of course, is downplaying what she does also. I mean, she, she raises a ton of money for common sense. She produces these amazing events. I mean, she uses all of those skills in what she's doing now too. And these events are so inspiring and helpful and informational and it's just it's it's an amazing organization that i i was so thrilled that lisa um became a part of it and and is helping it grow because it's it's just a wonderful wonderful organization to be a part of well you know i first learned about it um i actually had dr yalda Uls on my podcast like in the beginning yeah. with media her book media moms and digital dads right and um i'm sort of an outlier in my group of hollywood bomb friends in that I don't ever want my daughter to have a cell phone. <laughs> like I just, maybe when she's 16, 17, like, I don't know. I, I have friends though who give, have their six year olds that have a cell phone and that's bonkers to me. So, you know, and, and maybe I'm just, you know, I'm being too judgy, but that's just not, I've seen so much of the negative side of kids because I am a news nerd. I do watch all the reports. I read a lot of studies. NPR is on constantly in my car. Um, but I just don't see the, I don't see the benefit at this age. Certainly not. Well, I don't think you're alone. And I actually think the, one of the reasons that common sense has been so much fun and interesting is that, um, I think there's growing awareness of exactly what you're saying is we're trying to keep our kids less tech, uh, dependent until they are older and can make better choices. And what I love to say, too, is I messed up and that my kids got smartphones when they needed them because they were on a school. Uh, they were on a public bus going home from middle school. But you can now give kids flip phones at 14. They don't need fully loaded um, smartphones. Right. And there's a lot of alternatives now out there for parents like you. And it's also, again, important to have conversations with your friends when your kids are going over to their homes and set limits and boundaries. Mm -hmm. But you know, everything we're talking about today is all about, in my view, communication. It's about healthy discussions around these issues. A lot of times there's no black and white. It, these are very gray discussions. And so it makes parenting really hard and it's really challenging. And the other thing I always say is you can always do a do-over. 
if something's not working in your home and you don't feel good about how it's working, you can start again. That's your job. Exactly. I love that. Well, ladies, I am so thrilled to get to talk to you and I'm so grateful for your time. I want to remind everybody quickly, um, we've been talking to Ellie Canner and Lisa Solomon. They are the co-founders of the the Game Plan Game, which is available now on Amazon. I'm going to put up information on motherhoodandhollywood.com where you guys can find out more about them and this game and also where you can get it, but you can also go to gameplangame.com. Ladies, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it so much. And I am going to send you my headshot and resume. <laughs> I'll, I'm looking at <laughs> Thanks, we'll, Heather. Thanks, <laughs> thank you, ladies. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for me. I hope you had a wonderful week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. <laughs> balls.